Listener Production. Jump into the warm friendship bath. That is Matt and Alex's all-day breakfast. Only if you bring your rubber ducky. Oh, it was such great footage, Alex Dyson, watching uh, Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd reunite on the stage at the New York City Comic Con over the weekend, this last weekend, just gone for a little bit of a Back to the Future panel. Yeah, maybe a more iconic duo, I'll wait, I think is the uh, the oh. most appropriate time for uh, Doc Brown and... Is it Doc Brown? Is that his yeah, name? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Doc Brown and... Um, What's Michael J. Fox? Marty McFly. That's it. <laughs> I oh, am gee, a, fan. a real fan. Eh? <laughs> I tell you what, people want to talk about Star Wars. Why haven't you watched Star Wars? Why haven't you watched The Godfather? Why haven't you watched Lord of the Rings? Because I've already seen the best trilogy ever, and I don't need to see any more. Back to the Future is all time, and it was so great to see Marty McFly and uh, Doc Brown on st- Emmett Brown, Doc em- Doc Emmett Brown uh, on stage together, and look. It was uh, it was a, quite an emotional mm-hmm. reunion. Uh, Michael J. Fox hasn't made heaps of public appearances. You know, recently he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease in 1991. He was uh, 29 years old, Goodness. and um, you know the effects of that disease ha- uh, are certainly more and more obvious as time goes on. And to make that appearance was just incredible. And and it actually, a lot of people found it really inspiring. And if you looked at mm-hmm. a lot of the comments in in on social media, people were saying. My, my, I've got family members who have lived with this condition and they, uh, you know, they, they're really self-conscious going out, seeing someone in such a high position, being out there is just, is, is really inspiring and brings a tear to my eye. So yeah, good on them. We did a, um, uh, there was a fundraiser put on at Comedy Republic for Shake It Up, the um, Australian sort of uh, fundraising body for Parkinson's research and the CEO gave an incredible speech. I uh, was living with it himself and said in order to, you know, make sure that this charity was above board and like doing the right things, went over and um, presented to Michael J. Fox and the uh, the crew over in the States and got the big thumbs up and was like approaching oh. in the right way. And so, yeah, that's a great organisation to look into if you're looking at supporting uh, Parkinson's research. But look, it's a big show for us to hear today, Matt O'Kine. First things first, um, we had a big realisation earlier in the week, which apparently... We should have had many years ago. Oh, jeez! I tell you what. Yeah, we've uh, we've been served. We've been served a notice from the listeners, and we're going to uh, get onto that very very shortly. We've been served, and we went. Oh, I'm going to be uh, servo doing the great Doc Emmett Brown's work and attempting to use science to blow your mind without the use of a uh, flux capacitor. And Matt O'Kine's house stunk. And we're going to find out why a little bit later on as part of this. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Happy Thursday. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Alex Dyson, do you ever just feel like whatever higher being you may or may not believe in (laughs) is just taking the urine? (laughs) Um, sometimes yes. Mate, 2022 has just been an absolute mutt's breakfast. I think that's, um, Stephen Fry's argument because you can't, you can't disprove a higher power. There's no disproving something so, um, omnipotent and magical. Uh, but there's a lot of proof that if there is one, God, they love a laugh at our (laughs) expense. Don't they? I know. Sometimes I feel like we're in a big game of the Sims. (laughs) And the bloody, 
13-year-old that's playing me <laughs> just is out refilling his chalky milk right now and just letting the bloody elements take their toll. Righto. What's what's he, this greasy-fingered oh, 13-year-old on the so, computer controller done to you this week, Matt? So, all right, we plan, me and, me and Belle plan a just one weekend away, all right? We haven't been able to do it for many, many, many months. Mm-hmm. One weekend away, Belle gets COVID. So does Sophia. <laughs> She's stuck in a house, okay? Yep. So then it's like, well, we need to try and do another weekend away sometimes. So then we reschedule another weekend away, all right? This mm-hmm. time a proper week four days away, suddenly, bloody monsoon, you know, Omicron Uh-oh. or whatever they want, want wants to hit, right? La Nina. Oh, you mean, <laughs> uh, you mean Omicron um, shadow lockdown? No, no, I mean, I mean, La Nina, whatever the hell this new <laughs> bloody typhoon is that's coming through, sweeping through Sydney, right? And New South Wales. So we plan on going to Port Macquarie. Suddenly we're like, oh, okay. We're a bit nervous about going there. The weather's going to be terrible. Well, then we get there. The weather's actually good. We're like, oh, that's great. That's nice. Freezer breaks. At the house. Yep, at the house we're at, right? So then then, then we think, oh, we've got a couple of nice days. That's great. That's really nice. Then we get back to our house in Sydney after a nice break because, lo and behold, the weather's held out on us. We thought we were going to be in for terrible weather, but lo and behold, it's actually been quite nice in Port Macquarie. We're like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Get home to Sydney as soon as we walk in. What's that smell? It smells awfully musty in Uh-oh. here. Yeah. Now we walk over to where the balcony starts at the door. Squelch. <laughs> Suddenly the carpet's wet. Absolutely revolting, right? So we're, oh, we're putting no. the towels down for that. We're like, I wonder how far it goes up. Then we move a couch. Suddenly it's puddles <laughs> in our lounge room, along with... Copious amounts of black mold. It's been leaking in for uh, months. Well, you always did want some waterfront property, but <laughs> soaked into the shag wasn't part of the plan. <laughs> we come home from the holiday. Do you think we could just put our things away and enjoy a nice early <laughs> night? Mate, we've got two fans going. We're stomping with towels, looking up how to get rid of deathly mold. You know, it was... Oh, it's killing me, man. So it just made me think, you know, what... What have you come home to after a holiday? What nasty surprise has been waiting for you at home? Karen said, we found spew in the spa bath from our house sitter. (laughs) Oh, jeez. That's no good. Sam said, came home to find the freezer door was slightly open. We had to throw out so much food. Oh, Oh, that's it. Mm. Yep, happened to you. Uh, Cal said, I came back to a smashed windscreen after a hailstorm. Yep, that'll do it. And then on top of that, not only did you get the smashed windscreen, you get all the wet. Yep. All the rain that's just gotten free entry, like a couple of youths jumping the fence at a festival. Rishenda said the power had tripped and the fridge and freezer had been off for three weeks. The whole oh, house smelled oh. disgusting. <laughs> oh, boy. Three weeks. Uh, well, Bernard is very kindly uh, giving us a call as well. G'day, Bernard. G'day. What nasty surprise was waiting for you after a holiday? Well, uh, we went to like Adelaide over New Year's, me and um, my family. I was like nine or so. And I was quite a lucky kid. I, um, my parents let me have a pet goat. Oh, okay. What was the goat's name? Well, I was very creative as a kid. I named it Billy. Nice. Okay, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> and Billy didn't last long in the family, especially after this holiday. Oh, no. 
So Billy, while we were away in Adelaide, we got back home. Then someone went to go to the toilet, and there was just <laughs> goat crap everywhere. <laughs> oh dear! Billy had ripped the doggy door off, oh. and had been living oh. in the laundry and the bathroom area of the house for two weeks. Oh <laughs> no! Billy had his own holiday indoors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Billy had not only been busy with um, pooping everywhere. He had also ripped our satellite internet off the roof. How did he get up on the roof? (laughs) (laughs) He had somehow torn it, like chewed the wires, and when he was chewing the wires, had somehow pulled off the (laughs) So it was hanging off the roof. Well, at least you know he wasn't looking up any dodgy sites while you were away, you know? (laughs) Not sure who cleaned it up. But, yeah, um, Billy got turfed um, not much longer. Got given away. Went to a uh, a brand new laundry to destroy. Well, thank you very (laughs) much, Bert, and we really appreciate you getting in touch with the show. Thank you. Matt, you and I like to be on top of things. Yeah, on top of each other while we're driving in our miniature car on our way to work. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, it's not just me laughing. It's producer Brod. Well, um, apparently we're bloody working in clown town, aren't we? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we are because um, Matt and I were a bit clueless as to what we have since discovered from your, um, well, I was going to say lovely correspondence. It's lovely you get in touch. Some of you were slightly cynical with uh, your mentioning that we didn't have any idea that the person inside the petrol station controls when the, the petrol can flow. We just thought it was full trigger happy nozzle city. Mate, do you know what? When we put out a question on Instagram, you know, put a call out on the, on the pod, right? Yeah, we get some responses. Always great to hear from you. When we make a mistake, <laughs> oh my Lord, I've never seen so many people messaging. Jack, disappointing that all three of you are shocked by basic petrol station safety. The attendant has to activate the pumps. The trigger still allows the flow to the nozzle, but it's not as soon as any passerby picks it up. Well, it's Jackie says, hitting you up about bronze clickfish. Dudes, have you not seen the servo employees running back toward the counter if you're the only <laughs> one there at night and they were like stacking shells or whatever? No, I obviously haven't, Jackie. <sighs> and on the other question, Danny said, hey, I used to blend petrol for a living so I can help you with your E10 question. E10 is 91 octane fuel with a 10% ethanol blended into it. Ethanol's cheaper blend, so the finished product is cheaper than just 91 by itself. There yeah, you go. so it has, a, it has a higher octane. That's why you end up with a 94-octane product, um, which could result in better performance, but chances are you're not going to notice. It also says the downside of ethanol is that it is less energy-dense, and so E10 is a real trade-off between the reduced cost of the fuel but also reduced fuel efficiency. So is, is, am I reading that right, Danny, that we could not – we're not actually gaining anything? Is that right? I think you can break even a little bit with E10, depending on how much cheaper. But uh, we've got Ben as well to explain exactly what goes on. G'day, Ben. Morning, boys. Ben, uh, talk to us about your insider servo knowledge. What do you know about servos? Well, I'm sitting here in my clan car with you guys. Other people are right. So once you pick it up, the inside, some servos have, have like a horn, like a car horn, goes mar mar, or other noises, and then they have to press the button for that pump. And they also have to make sure that you are using the right container if you have like a jerry can or, or anything like that. It's just, it's just more of a safety thing. Ah, uh, okay. So why why did you care about this before before the, our episode? Like what made you think 
about it, to look it up. Well, I didn't look it up. I've known forever, mate. Oh, okay. oh, so we are, a bit, we are a little bit late to this party, Ben. <laughs> yeah. You could have told us earlier before we embarrassed ourselves on national podcasts. You're obviously still in clown school, obviously, so, yeah. Yeah, well... Thank you very much, Ben. We really appreciate you chatting to us. Awesome, boys. Thank you. So now we've got to um, give them a little nod, Matt. When we pull up to the petrol pump, we just nod into the servo attendant and just go, I'm ready to go. Fill her up. Warning, the following segment is explosive for your mind. Mind blown. Yes, that's right. It is the segment where I attempt to blow your mind with a mind-blowing fact, something that I've learned over the course of the week. And Alex Dyson, I can't tell you how depressing it's been living in New South Wales these last 10 months. (laughs) Just 10? Um, No. Um, Why? The weather? Oh, dude. I mean, multiple flood events. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's sort of something that unless you're living in it or through it, it's it's nothing. And and to be fair, I haven't even been going through the, uh, you know, I wasn't living in the the Byron region when the first wave of uh, floods were happening. But there's more having family up there and then also going to Byron and seeing the way that people have been genuinely talked about it, the way that they've affected. I mean, uh, just any one time people will bring it up, tears, lots Mm. of tears. You've got the Hawkesbury River that's been flooding so much, and then Sydney has hit you know hit its record for rainfall in a year in October, just last week, and so it's a, it's the biggest one since they've ever had and since it started measuring right, and we've still got two months to go. So I was looking at rain this uh, this mind blown, and just looking at well, if Sydney's bad, how bad can it actually get? Mm-hmm. Okay, because people talk about London being drizzly, but mate, London actually has less rainy days on average, than Sydney does. Really? So, yeah. And they count a rainy day as a a day that has had one millimetre or more of rain. And Sydney regularly clocks more than London. But when it happens, like, so we sort of think of London. I know, right? But we we think of London as this rainy place. It's just always overcast and gloomy, but it's not necessarily that rainy all the time. So these Brits trying to escape the rain come to Bondi Beach and get themselves a sunburn um, are actually (laughs) coming out for more rain. Exactly. (laughs) Right? But if you think 2.2 metres of rain is bad, which is what Sydney's been copying in the last... um, Since the start of the year? Since the start of the year, 2.2 metres of rain, right? 2,200 millimetres of rain... Um, over the last 10 months, breaking our record so far for as long as we've been measuring it um, in the Imperial West system. Masinram. Masinram. In India, recognized as the world's wettest by the Guinness Book of World Records. It averages 11,000 millimeters of rain per year. Averages. So that's 11 meters of rain per year. So Sydney's broken records. It's rained like... More than 50% of days in Sydney this year, and it's 2.2 metres. Masinrem averages 11 metres. That's a standard year. It's not a, it's not a real wet year for them. No, because in 1985, the year that I was born, it broke the Guinness Book of World Records for recording 25,000 millimetres of rain in one year. We're talking 25 metres. Where of, does it all go? 
So does it go down the Ganges? It's quite high. It's quite high up, right? Yeah, yeah. and it just sort of falls down. There's waterfalls and everything. If you look at v- village, I mean, uh, photos of it, it's just cloud. It's misty, cloudy, rainy all the time. There are like plants with their roots that create these like bridges that people you oh, sort I've of use to bridges. climb so over cool. the yeah, they climb over the streams that create over the roads. Women carve uh, weave these bamboo head umbrellas that they wear as hats that cover their entire body. And that's kind of like a, a thing that when you're yeah. heading, up, heading up to wet season, you, that's what you do. And also you gather food for the three months that lead up to the wet season because you're unlikely to be able to go out and get it. So wow. 25 meters of rain in one year, that, I tell you what, not much school sport happened that year. <laughs> yeah, constant wet weather timetable going on at... <laughs> Masemran Primary School. But um, listen, we love getting your mind blows as well. Send through a little voice memo so we can hear your delightful voice to matt.and.alex or uh, hit us up at mattandalex.com.au. This week's mind-blowing fact comes from Jamie. Hey, guys. My mind-blowing fact is that did you know the town of Lucinda in North Queensland has the longest jetty in the Southern Hemisphere, which is 5.76 kilometres long? And the reason it's so long is because the water's quite shallow there and they use it to load sugar onto cargo ships. So there's my fact for the day. Five, five kilometer jetty? Kilometers. I'm, I'm looking at video, photos of it. It's huge. <laughs> Do you know what? I've been to Lucinda. Me and dad went crabbing there. <laughs> wow. I didn't go to the end of the jetty, that's for sure. Well, you'd never make it back. I, I did the 10K run the other day. That wouldn't be at the end of the jetty and back. <laughs> I wouldn't make it. Mind blown. <laughs> oh lord! I mean, when you do look at the at the photos, it is it is absolutely gobsmackingly long. Because so, I thought um, Bustleton's was long, but it's like one point two k's or something like that. It's just mm, five times bigger. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty outrageous. Well, at least you'd, at least it'd always be a spot. You know what I mean? <laughs> a fishing fish- spot. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you're imagine, imagine you re- started fishing and some bro just sits down next to you on his upturned plastic bucket and throws a line in. It's like, come on, mate. A bit further down. Come on, mate. Anyway, thank you very much, Matt, for another episode of Mind Blown. And look, thank you for listening to today's app. It's been very, very fun. Yeah, we can't wait to join you again this time tomorrow. But until then, stay good. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. And take a long walk off a short pier. Avoid Lucinda in Queensland. That (laughs) that will take us some time. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.